0: You're listening to Run Hard, Mom Hard, presented by Treeline Journal and hosted by Nikki Parnell and Steph
1: Weniger. We're here looking at the ins and outs of what it takes to be a mother who runs ultra
0: marathons. We'll dive in to the challenges mothers face while training and racing ultras as we share and hear stories of motherhood and life from the trails.
1: We hope to be a resource and encouragement to women who are balancing life with kids and all the miles. It's no easy task. We know what goes on behind the scenes while a mom prepares for a long run or race day. Sick kids, lack of sleep,
0: low energy, minimal time, mom guilt, etc. But women keep showing up again and again to run, take care of themselves, and show this sport new levels of strength and grit. We want to be here to celebrate and inspire each other to run hard, find our inner mom strength, and show our kids that so much is possible. Hey, everybody. Here's another episode of Run Hard, Mom Hard. I'm Nikki. And I'm Stephanie. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> we're just going to give a little update on
2: our, our life. life. Yeah, running right this
1: week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right.
0: What about you, Steph?
1: Well, I'm sure everybody and their mom knows about this COVID 19. It is wreaking havoc on everybody. I mean, especially mm-hmm. races, Zumbro as of you know before we started recording or as of now right now um hasn't canceled yet but the governor is doing all these recommendations and so i'm being prepared for it to cancel which is sad it was my first 50 um and it's in about three weeks so it's hard to i don't know i don't know what's going to happen um and it's just we've been in quarantine now for three days with my two kids, my husband is still going to work, but I'm I'm working from home,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and I have to get my runs in. But I'm also just like physically and mentally exhausted because I'm
2: mm-hmm.
1: home with them and I'm trying to work. And then the, how all is the that going? Is
2: it's, I mean, hard. how are you
1: doing it? Yeah, I don't know. It's really hard. Yeah, <laughs> don't
0: I don't know.
1: Been. My my uh, in a week. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my um my boss called me yesterday and my kids were crying in the background because Joanna didn't want the cereal that I wanted to gave her. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. I just, I don't even know. And I have to get things out because um, Mm -hmm. I work at a school and so it's hard, you know, we're closing or we're closed now and it's just trying to get all this stuff done. So I've, I haven't been running as much as I want to, which Mm -hmm. I'm okay with because now I'm pretty sure my race is going to get canceled. And I'm Mm -hmm. also, I need to rest. I'm mm-hmm.
0: like my brain yeah. is just exhausted. <laughs> totally. No, it is the stress and that does take a toll on the body for sure. Yeah. yeah. For sure. Yeah. And yeah. I'm in a very sim yeah, I'm similar. Um so a couple of things. There I feel like there was a very definite switch um from this last Saturday to Sunday. Like Saturday, we were still like, oh, you know, we should I mean, you know, coronavirus, this is serious, but and we should be careful, but it wasn't like all of a sudden it just changed overnight and it was like Sunday. Okay. We're isolating. We're mm-hmm. totally social distancing. Um, you know, this is something we really need to be paying attention to even more. And, um, so like we need to flatten that curve. So, um, the one good thing well, so we're still a little bit up and down, up in the air about what's going to happen with our trip this summer oh, yeah. to Europe and, um, hello, Italy. <sighs> yeah. um, but so I don't know that's in July and we still have time to figure that out, but in order, if we are going to go, we are planning to rent out our house. So on Sunday, we totally cleaned all of our house. We depersonalized it, like took things off the walls, so that we could take pictures just to. Host, um yeah. for rent per um, potential rent renters wow can't talk anymore um. <laughs> so that happened which actually was is so incredible because now all of a sudden we're stuck in our house and I mean except for getting out for a run here and there or um hiking chases right now out with the kids somewhere on a nature walk but Um, It's so nice to have a clean house during this time because I'm, I can be calmer and more peaceful. Um, I think that's important while we're all kind of cooped up and, but yeah, I mean, running uh, the last couple of days we got snow and it just was really cold. It was, I mean, mean, it wasn't that bad. It was 19 degrees. Oh my goodness. Which is funny, (laughs) but honestly, I would go out and I would run slowly and Mm -hmm. I because I wanted to be going slow and I yeah. only had energy to go slow
2: mm-hmm.
0: and I couldn't warm up. It was like your elbows start tingling yeah. because your arms are so cold kind of thing, yeah. even though I had multiple layers on and, and it just, it felt dark. I just felt the darkness yeah. and, um, I didn't feel very mentally. Okay. Um, uh, but now it is, it's a little better because it's a little warmer. The sun's out. That makes a huge difference. Yeah. Um, And we're, Chase and I are just taking turns, uh, getting a run or hike in right now. He's still kind of rehabbing his hamstring. So, um, yeah, that's, that's where we're at. We're trying to work together and take turns on stuff and just luckily we work from home. So, or remote. So it's, that's really nice. Okay. Right now. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I know. I feel very fortunate that I'm able to work from home at mm-hmm. a time like this. Like mm-hmm. normally I go into my office, my kids go to daycare, but um I'm able to sit and we're like kind of self-quarantine. Mm-hmm. Aaron goes to shower right when he gets home and washes mm-hmm. his hands and he gets mm-hmm. all of the germs off. Mm-hmm. So we're we're fortunate that I'm not like in healthcare because um, one of my friends is in healthcare and she's like I don't really know what I'm going to do with him because she just had a baby.
2: Mm. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So Yeah, it's it's intense, but yeah, hard time for everybody. Um, I do like what I'm seeing about how people are finding the good in this time and where mm-hmm. people reaching out and helping others. Yes. Um, there is a lot of beautiful things happening in the world. Yeah, there are. But for but sure, it's still tough. Yeah. Anyway, so, so what are you liking this week?
1: So I am actually a company called The Feed. Have you heard of them? No. I have their box. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so okay. they, they I can't see that right now <laughs> no, no they can't it's just a cardboard box that says the feed okay. on it but it has can let me open it first so this is where I get all of my nutrition products I know that I talked about nutrition the honey stinger waffles last time so I do have like a whole bunch of honey stinger waffles in here
2: mm-hmm.
1: but they they'll do like um you can do like an analysis and they'll tell you kind of what kind of nutrition you should be eating and it's cheaper than what I can get it for on Amazon. Hmm. And I also got a Hydra pack Ultra Flask uh 17 ounce and it's like a squeezable oh yeah a soft soft Mm -hmm. one. I have not had one for my hydration pack. I just put water and I can't fit my any of my water bottles in. And I told Aaron I said I'm just gonna get one. And I like that it's like a bite grip on the top. Yeah it's just like my hydration pack this thing is awesome I really like it and it was kind of cheap but one thing that I really liked about this was that they sent me a noon hydration immunity yes little thing and mm-hmm. so I've been drinking these they sent me two of them and I didn't even order them so that was really nice that they just sure. yeah <laughs> they love everyone <laughs> so, yeah I have a whole That's
0: bunch really of cool. stuff in here so you just go to thefeed.com and you yeah. take the analysis and then they send you things and you just kind of pay for the package yeah. of it. So, well, and you can like this one I ordered just by
1: myself because I knew what I wanted. Um, mm-hmm. cause I also got a picky bar too, mm-hmm. which is yeah. really nice because also dairy free uh, and yum butter, like nut butter or like, you know, peanut butter, cashew butter in a squeezable pack. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, yeah. so, mm-hmm. um, and I needed some hydration stuff. So I knew what I wanted. So I went there. But it was cheaper than going to, like, Amazon and buying a couple, like, a, a pack of Honey Stinger waffles or, you know, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And the first time I did it, they did, I did an analysis. And they just sent me a whole bunch of stuff that they had kind of picked out for me. It's just mm-hmm. a little quiz. So,
2: mm-hmm.
0: yeah. Great. That's awesome. Yeah. It was it, really nice. Really... Yeah. I'm intrigued. Yeah. I mean, I I... I get most of my nutrition from foot zone because I'm I work sure. there yeah. um, in Bend Yeah, and they're the best, but, um, <laughs> but yeah, no, that's a really cool resource to yeah. kind of get a wider selection. And well, well,
1: yeah. And even if you don't purchase the pack, they send you your results for what you kind of can be, you mm-hmm. know, what they recommend. And mm-hmm. some of it's like for recovery, you know, after mm-hmm. your run, some of it's during your run or pre-workout. So it's, it's nice to, okay. nice to
0: have that kind of stuff. And brilliant. Love it. Thank you for sharing that. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I was just gonna talk about my love of stance socks. I know I'm I'm all about the clothes over here, Um, <laughs> uh, my tights last week and now socks. Um I stance socks are like my favorite brand of socks. They have, well, I mean, they have great casual socks, but also um I love their running socks for oh. running and they're higher uh you know like calf kind of socks oh, and they yep. have like the brightest colors patterns they're so fun you look fast so obviously <laughs> you're going faster and um those those are kind of a bright light in this dark winter <laughs> yeah. you know yeah. it's um so I'm really excited for like spring and rocking the the shorts with the higher socks it's just well, yeah and then
1: and that's like a trail runner look. I think it is.
0: It yeah. definitely is part yes. of our identity. It is. Sure. Yes. And no. I I play up that a lot. So um, <laughs> yeah, that's that's my
1: my fave right now. Good. All right. This week we have Emily Bliss. She is a physical therapist in Bend. Um, we the content this week is amazing. We talked about. Pelvic floor. We talked about leakage. We talked mm-hmm. about diastasis recti. Um, how to look, you know, how to start transitioning into running, making sure you're prepared to start running. How postpartum. long? Yeah, postpartum. Sorry. Thank you, Nikki. <laughs> you're um, welcome. <laughs> and I just the content in here is amazing.
0: You have to yes. <laughs> you listen. She, to Emily is very articulate. She shares very good practical tips for any mom returning to running. And she's got a very sweet, uh, thoughtful feeling to her, energy about her. So I think you guys are going to love it. And she's just also a normal mom kicking butt and doing all the things, being a PT, being a run coach, being a mom. Qualifying um, for Boston, of two very little kids. Yeah, qualifying for Boston. All <laughs> of this. Stuff. Yeah. So, give it a listen. Enjoy. <gasps> mm-hmm. <laughs> um. So, I was thinking maybe we should start a little bit about. Um, just, we're in uncharted territory here, mamas, and. <laughs> Um, what is going on in our lives right now? You know, how are we surviving this coronavirus pandemic and, you know, what are we doing with our kids and that kind of stuff? Like, I mean, Emily, for you, I know that you guys had got tested. You tested your son, Abe, right? Mm -hmm. And like, what was that experience like? Was that crazy?
3: It was wild because I was sick like the week leading up to it but like also not sleeping and generally always just feel a little less than hundred mm-hmm. percent as a mom of two really young kids who isn't sleeping. And it I never even occurred to me that whatever I had could be coronavirus. And so then when he got sick too, when we took him into the pediatrician to get his ears checked, everything looked really good. And he had a negative strep test. And so I, I just remember, and I'll always remember this, our pediatrician poking her head in and saying, do you guys have a cold? And we said, no. And she said, okay. And she closed the door and walked back in in full contact precautions, masks, gowns, gloves. Like, oh okay. God. She's taking this really seriously. Yes. And I think she probably wouldn't have tested us because the tests, there are so few of them that they really mm-hmm. want to try to save them. But since I work in healthcare, I needed to either tell my patients if we were positive, but also mm-hmm. when could I return to work? Difference between returning, you know, as soon as we feel better versus it's, there's a long protocol to return if you do have a positive death. So we waited, we're supposed to wait 24 to 48 hours. It was six days, five days, five days,
2: mm-hmm.
3: thankfully negative, which sure, makes that. me feel pretty good, but also a little more nervous
0: right because i i saw your post um uh, about how just it so is it if you get it you're immune to getting it in the future is that what they're finding if you get
3: it my understanding is that yeah your immunity you, you're immune to it for at least the near future right okay. i my understanding is that virus is sort of ebb and flow depending on the season but also depending on the control of the outbreak so if you're you know, and I don't know if like morphs or something like that, then you probably aren't. But, um, yeah, I think that we're at a lot lower risk if we have it, but then we can also not transmit it once the virus is out of our body.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So we're, it's not us. <laughs> yeah. Right. I I think that's, that's good. And then you can go back to work, which is also yeah. great at this time, since yeah. you're Emily mm-hmm. is a PT. And yeah. you probably, do you have a lot of patients coming in right now or a lot just of the chronic? Pregnant. What's that? A lot of
3: people are canceling, but mm-hmm. it's really important to get people in who are like, um, you know, post-op or have weight bearing restrictions or need a lot of education. But mm-hmm. then of course, I love treating pregnant and postpartum women and nobody wants to come in <laughs> if you have a little baby
2: or if you're mm-hmm. pregnant,
3: which is probably for the best. Um, that being said, I think telemedicine is in our future and something I'm really excited about and trying to set up and I think could be really successful for the pregnant postpartum population, especially if you have a kid at home. It's just easier to do stuff at home versus, as you know, leaving the house with a little baby or a couple of kids. It's like sometimes a total nightmare. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mhm.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. That would be really handy. That would be that really good. would be good. really nice. really nice access to care um
1: do you just want to tell us just a little bit about yourself um like what your how many kids you have and I mean um Emily Nikki had said that you're a physical (laughs) therapist but
3: (laughs) Yes. yes so a little bit of my background I was born and raised in Anchorage Alaska and which is a beautiful place you should all visit um I then went to undergrad in Tacoma, Washington, and then worked in a physical therapy clinic for a couple of years in Seattle. From there, I moved to Boston, where I went to Simmons College for physical therapy school and met my husband um, and started working in outpatient orthopedics. I guess that was back in 2012. And uh, living in Boston is what made me fall in love with running. And Hmm. so from there, I became a sort of running specialist, physical therapist, which slowly morphed into doing more women's health and some coaching. So what I was realizing was, gosh, it's really fun to like do a gait analysis and get somebody on a treadmill and work with all these runners. But I was learning that most running injuries are training errors and Mm -hmm. that is coaching. And so I had to learn how to coach my patients in order to make sure that they decrease the risk of re-injuring themselves. Um, So I created a online coaching business called Mums on the Run, Mums on the Run USA, where I try to help pregnant and postpartum women um, stay healthy and fit and get back to running postpartum. And then I also started asking my female running patients if they leaked when they ran, even Mm -hmm. if they were. Like no matter what injury they were there for, I just started asking them. And obviously this is just anecdotal evidence, but nine out of 10 said yes. And to me, that was shocking. That's like, okay, this is an epidemic. (laughs) And nobody is filling that gap from postpartum care because even in the women's health physical therapy community, it's small and a lot of people don't know it exists. And a lot of people don't get the care that they need. Um, I think that's slowly changing. But I just saw this huge void from even if you do get public PT to getting back to like higher level of functions, like running an ultra marathon, like who's filling that gap? And there aren't very Mm -hmm. many of us. So that's kind of where that's where I am now. And that's a clientele that I'm really excited to work with. And we moved to Bend um, a year and a half ago. And I work at a place called Stephanie's Fine Physical Therapy, which is awesome.
1: We need more women like you. Yes,
0: (laughs) I agree. Because people don't know that. Well, I think, I don't know. It's just not talked about maybe as much as it should be. Yeah. And people probably assume they're kind of on their own with this. And they're really not. And like everybody, like a lot of other people, nine out of 10 other people experience it. So mm-hmm. it's good mm-hmm. to have you. I mean, even um the, the posts you share on like safe exercises and tips on returning to running is super helpful. You're just a, a really positive light in <laughs> <you, us>, mom.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> I think you guys are paving the way. Thanks so much for having me on this. I think just being able to even talk about it here is such a big, big step. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. We do well. We do, wanted to have this space to be able to talk like you're going on a long run with your moms with your friends because then you feel safer maybe sharing a little bit more but um I just think because you're like like Nikki said no one really talks about it and we want to make sure that people know that there's other women that are going through this and other moms so yeah Mm
2: -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. Well, because you brought up the leak factor already. Um, so I was wondering how, what is normal around that? Just, you know, I mean, like, is it, is it normal to leak at all? I mean, I know that it a lot of people do, but does that have to be the way that it is? And also if, if it is just something that a lot of women experience and will experience how long is normal and when should it be stopping? And, you know, can mm-hmm. you talk a little bit about that?
3: Yeah, absolutely. That's a great question. I think, um, you're referring to leaking urine or even leaking fecal matter, right? Peeing your mm-hmm. pants, pooping your pants or having just a hard time controlling it or feeling the urge to go. Those are all things that, um, can be really challenging and unfortunately are often just seen as a normal part of um, being postpartum, like no matter how long how long ago you had a baby. So yes, it's not normal. And oftentimes it's relatively easy to fix. Um, but there's certainly at least something that you can do about it. So if you're, and it can be from pregnancy or it can be from, you know, other things that that don't even involve childbirth and and having kids. But if a lot of women start to leak when they are pregnant, right, you have a baby in inside of you, and you're trying to manage all of this pressure.
2: Mm -hmm.
3: Um, And with hormones circulating in your system, and just a lot of changes to your system weight gain, um, it can be really hard to manage that pressure. So if you leak during pregnancy, um, research shows that you can work on that and that that will help decrease the risk of leaking postpartum. Now if you don't have any problems during pregnancy, um, that doesn't mean that you aren't going to have problems postpartum. and some of the risk factors for that include you know what kind of what kind of birth did you have? Did you tear? Do you have a prolapse? Um, and there uh, there are different types of something called pelvic organ prolapse where you know, your bladder can start to come out the vagina or your uterus can can mm. start to come out. Your rectum can even start to come out. So there's different ways to manage that and have oh. challenges with um, leaking and urgency. But in respect to returning to run, one of the most common things that I see is someone who Didn't have any issues postpartum, maybe had some issues pregnancy during pregnancy, but what they're finding is now that they're back into running, that's when they Mm -hmm. start to, and that's called breast urinary incontinence. And I think that, um, for the sake of not diving into like really specific cases, that's a very, very common thing that I see. Mm
2: -hmm.
3: Um, And yeah, that, that can totally be helped. And I think the biggest problem in this area is that people try to do too much too soon. So they're scared by their OBGYN to start exercising. But then there's nobody to say, okay, well, here's what your pelvic floor needs to do. And yeah. and here's how you manage load through your system. So that's where PT gets to come in. And we look at, okay, what's what's your strength? Um, How good is your contraction? And if, if you can actually contract a pelvic floor, how long can you hold it for? And how many times can you do that? because Mm -hmm. running is a constant load on your body. And the further you run, the more endurance you're going to need. So we Mm -hmm. look at strength, coordination, and endurance, right? Like if you sneeze, do you pee a little bit? Or is it just when you Mm -hmm. run? Um,
0: Things like that. That sort
3: of answer your question? Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, I just, I think about my postpartum experiences and it is always, it's, it's nothing major, but uh if i'm running just in those first couple months if i'm running yes. hard or fast then i will have a little bit of issue. yeah um, yeah but and and so it's just like i have to like try and pee a lot like while i'm running like you know pop off the trail and yes. you know to prevent like <laughs> yeah. um any leakage but so i and i think I've always been quick to return to running, uh, but but not thinking about how how I should be returning to running and like the, mm-hmm. the deeper core strength that you should be doing. And so this is just ringing a bell with me because yeah. there's a lot I haven't actually thought about in my process. Yeah. What about you, Steph?
1: Um, I, I mean, I waited like the six weeks to start running. I was going to talk to you and see what like the minimum we can do before we get cleared for six weeks. I know my doctor talked about walking. Yes. So I did do some walking Oops. and then that's not like a bunch of pressure. I um did have some leakage when I do run hard, harder uh-huh. fast. And then I also do some like, I mean, this was probably six months postpartum and I did some hit workouts and that was hard to <clears throat> like like ran into the bathroom quick. I'm uh, like, oh my gosh! Yes,
2: <laughs> so I just it's don't. funny. Yeah, go ahead. It's funny
3: you say that because after I had my first baby, when she was like probably six months postpartum, I was back to running and I felt pretty good. And I jumped on a trampoline and was like, "Oh, <laughs> oh my god, I have to go to the bathroom right now!" And I like didn't <laughs> quite make it to the bathroom, and that was like a huge. I hadn't realized it, but that was like the first time I was like, "Wow,
1: my pelvic floor is still not back where." it should be and where I'd like it to be. So Mm
2: -hmm.
1: what would you recommend if we're not seeing a physical therapist? What would you recommend to women that they can do on their own to help strengthen that pelvic floor? That is a really, really good question.
3: So the good news is you can start pelvic floor strengthening pretty much right away after childbirth. Mm -hmm. Um, Obviously, it depends on how much swelling you have, which if you had a vaginal birth is... Terrifying. Yeah,
0: right? Chase uh, used the words watermelon. <laughs> um, <laughs> when it, when it, I had Nash, so. <laughs> know, <it's laughs> those, like tea packets that, like you pour
3: water on and it turns into a flower. That's what I always think about. <laughs> mm-hmm. yes. And then, of course, if you've had perennial tearing, like you can tear. There's different grades of tearing in your vagina when you, once you give birth, and if you have stitches down there, things like pain and can be a barrier too. So, um, if you know how to correctly contract your pelvic floor, you can start doing that right away. Um, I think what I see really frequently and what is the hardest part about this is making sure that you're coordinating it correctly. And all that means is making sure that you're not holding your breath. Um, one strategy that women use, well, most people I see this all the time with men and women and all different types of pain are hold your breath to get more stability. And so people will often do a pelvic floor contraction while they hold their breath, or maybe they're not actually contracting, but they're bearing down and Mm -hmm. increasing the pressure through their pelvic floor. um, Or maybe they're squeezing their glutes and not their pelvic floor at all. So that is, unless you know, you're doing it correctly. That's where I would say a little bit of guidance can go a long way because it's mm-hmm. not hard. It takes a little bit of education, but if you get it right in the beginning, then you, you won't create um, you know, the risk of injury and, and doing it wrong and creating compensation patterns. So then to get back to your question, you can start doing that pretty much right away and um, finding a good prenatal strengthening program can be really helpful just strengthening your glutes even if your pelvic floor isn't that strong there's so many glute exercises that you can do um that are safe and things that are safe to do even if you have a diastasis and you're not which is an abdominal separation we can talk about later if you're not sure how to manage that there's still things that are safe to do that will build your strength but not necessarily put you at high risk um I can't really show you or tell you what they are (laughs) over a podcast, but there there are some resources out there. Um, And I tried to post some on Mums on the run. Um, Hopefully that's coming more in the future. Then once you get cleared by your OB-GYN to start exercising, great. You can start exercising. Uh, I would recommend getting on a stationary bike or get on your bike or an elliptical, something that isn't high impact, swimming. This is going to help build just your overall strength in your entire body, but also your endurance. Mm -hmm. Uh, I generally don't recommend somebody's running unless they are three to six months postpartum. Um, And that's because you just don't have the strength and the endurance and the coordination to support like a higher load um, activity. And Mm -hmm. I think both of you said it, running early postpartum, you're peeing in your pants a little bit, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Mm-hmm. and it might go away, but there's ways that you can avoid that. So as a, as a mom, you can ask yourself, okay, do, am I three months postpartum? Am I, do I have any existing like hypermobility conditions? Like, are you super flexible or do you have Ehlers-Danlos, something that um, maybe your soft tissue isn't as supportive as somebody else's? Mm-hmm. Are you breastfeeding? Cause that's going to you know, create a, an environment where your hormones aren't back to normal yet, and and I I think the thought is that you still have relaxing in your system. I don't exactly know, but it it's an environment where your tissues are a little bit more susceptible still. And mm-hmm. then, do you have any pre-existing pelvic floor dysfunction or back pain, hip pain, um, pelvic pain? Do you have um you know, postpartum depression, um, you know, would you use running as a coping strategy for something where you can't be mm-hmm. careful enough, you know, what's weight gain like, what's weight loss like, did you have a C-section, did you have perineal tearing and scarring, um, those are sort of the things that you need to ask yourself, once those are all no, like maybe no red flags or if there are any and you're dealing with them, Um you know, do you have any heaviness or dragging in the pelvic area, which can be associated with prolapse? Um, are you leaking? Um, do you notice if you have a diastasis? And then, and then the other thing is, do you have any ongoing or increased blood loss beyond eight weeks? Um, part of your period. Those are all sort of red flags that you have to look for. If you mm-hmm. can give yourself the go ahead, um, what we would look for as physical therapists are being able to contract your pelvic floor 10 times really quickly and then can you do 8 to 12 reps of holding it as hard as you can for 6 to 8 seconds and then can you hold it for 60 seconds at like 30 to 50 percent so that's your strength your coordination and your endurance
2: that's Mm -hmm. a good way to sort
0: of test yourself um you mentioned walk oh go ahead real quick and then I I want you to keep going but um when you mentioned it contracting your pelvic floor, are you talking about kegels, kegels?
2: Yeah. Good question. Okay. okay. About kegel or kegel. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I, ha- I have two things.
1: Yeah. Before you keep going. One, and I don't know if this is a short answer or not, but is there a difference between how you're doing that when you had a C-section or when you had it vaginally? Um...
2: The
3: mechanism is the same.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Your ability might be a little bit different. If you had a vaginal birth, you're probably going to have a weaker pelvic floor than if you had a cesarean section. Okay. If you had a cesarean section, it might be harder to coordinate it with your other muscles. Yep. Okay.
1: And then the other one is, um, and this is kind of maybe just an observation, but I don't know why physical therapy isn't part of the postpartum process. Like, yep. basically, you... <laughs> You leave the hospital, you might get a session with a uh, lactation consultant and then Mm -hmm. they're like, okay, see ya. Good luck with your baby and good luck recovering. Mm
2: -hmm. And then
1: you come back at six weeks and they're like, yep, you're cleared to go. And I'm like, but I don't feel okay still. (laughs) Yeah. Isn't that insane? Mm Yeah.
3: It's totally wild. Any, like, especially with a cesarean birth, you think of somebody who's had abdominal surgery PT is in there as soon as they can get up and get mobilized. And, you know, if you had ACL surgery, you are in PT for months.
2: Mm-hmm. And,
3: and there's basically any post-op or any, you know, huge
1: change in your body is
3: you yeah. go to physical therapy. It's, mm-hmm.
2: it's sort of
1: devastating that it is what it is, but not pregnancy. Are, are there other countries that have postpartum physical therapy? Or is it just the U.S. that's kind of just like letting people go? The U.S. is definitely letting people go.
3: I think, I think France has something in place. Um, I don't remember if the U.K. does. The there, I use the postnatal guidelines, which is out of the U.K. Um, mm-hmm. Green Donnelly, Emma Brockwell, and and Tom Boone—they all created this awesome research paper that kind of summarizes everything we need to know but basically the research isn't amazing and their recommendation is yeah women need physical therapy at least a session of it and with guidance postpartum like immediately postpartum to well, help avoid all these injuries
1: even mm-hmm. just learning how to do a you know pelvic floor contraction or if we have diet is it diastasis mm-hmm. anything like like I feel like I have a little bit of that and we can mm-hmm. talk about that later too, but I just, yeah, I don't understand why it's not part of the process of having a baby.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: I don't know either. They just say, okay, here's your baby. <laughs> don't look more than 10 pounds if you have, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, I actually heard a really interesting fact yesterday. When you, when you go from sit to stand, just standing up, just out I got a chair off a of bed. It increases your intra-abdominal pressure more than holding a 20 pound weight. So if you think about someone who's had a cesarean section or has a huge diastasis, mm-hmm. like all of that pressure is just being pushed out sort of the area of least resistance. You know, that could be your pelvic floor. But gosh, wouldn't it be nice to know how to manage that pressure and, and set mm-hmm. some real expectations for people? Yeah. That was kind of crazy.
0: Goodness gracious. Yeah, we're not equipped for this at all. I mean, no. you know, I mean, because we just we need that knowledge. We don't have it naturally. Like there's so much about birth and recovery that I mean, it is a natural process. Obviously, our bodies were made to do this, but it's also just bizarre and not doesn't feel natural all the time. You know, even just um, yeah, I mean <laughs> recovering and having ice diapers and mm-hmm. um, nursing <laughs> your your boot hurt and like all this stuff it's like it's foreign and so we need more yeah just being uh, aware of our body more and yeah how to strengthen all those weaknesses that we're definitely going to get <laughs> through right. this process so yeah yeah
3: so if you're you know say you're postpartum you've You've successfully, you know, sort of rehabbed your pelvic floor on your own. It's feeling stronger. You've been doing some exercises. Your Mm -hmm. OB clears you to start exercising. So you've been exercising, maybe not running yet. Here's how you can tell if your body is ready to handle the load. Can you walk for 30 minutes? Walking is great. Walking is a really great, great way to improve your endurance, to work all of the muscles that are required for running. And just to be outside with your baby who will probably nap better outside anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I think that that's great rehab and it's free and you mm-hmm. won't get virus, Probably, you know, <laughs> social distancing. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So walking at least 30 minutes, can you balance on one leg for 10 seconds? Right. And can you balance for 10 seconds and does it look good or are you like falling over? Um, can you do a single leg squat 10 times on each side? actually really hard to do. Can you jog on the spot for one minute? Can you do forward bounds, 10 of them on each side? Um, Hopping in place up and down on each Mm. leg 10 times. That's a lot of load. Mm -hmm. Um, And then single leg running man, which is opposite arm and opposite uh, hip flexion extension with a bent knee, 10 on each side. And if you can do all of those things successfully, then your body is probably ready for like a return to run program, starting to accept load. So that's where, those are the criteria set in the um, uh, postnatal return to run program. And then from a strength perspective, there's four exercises that I recommend doing. And I actually have all of my runners doing them. And it's surprising, no matter what your injury is,
2: Mm -hmm. most people
3: can't do it. So can you do a single leg calf raise, 20 on each side? So to fatigue, which is really hard. You should Mm -hmm. try this. And then a single leg bridge, 20 on each side. Your butt should be burning.
2: Single leg Um, bridge.
3: Single leg bridging. Mm -hmm. So you lie on your back, knees bent, Mm -hmm. one leg's kicked out, Mm -hmm. lifting your hips up off the ground. Mm -hmm. Um, Single leg sit to stand. This is the one that I think is the hardest, but really contracts all of the Same muscles in a pattern that's similar to running Mm
2: -hmm. and
3: do it in front of a mirror because it's one thing to just be able to do it. To make it actually look good with good alignment is really hard. Keeping your knee over your foot, not letting it dive in. That's where really good control actually comes into play. And then the last one is called sideline hip abduction, which is just lying on your side, sort of Jane Fonda style, and lifting your leg kind of up and back to get your glutes firing. So you feel Mm -hmm. that. kind of behind your hip bone in your, in your butt muscles. So 20 of those on each side, that's where you <sighs> need to be in terms of strength to get ready for running. If you're already running, just try it, add it in and have that be your goal because you'll see that's a big right. difference in your performance if you can do that.
0: So that's where to start. <laughs> that's amazing. That's a great, those are really great articulate, re, like just concrete place. To start, just to, to have an action that moms can do, yeah, postpartum. That's it's great. Safe to do pretty much no matter what's going on, right? You can't
3: really screw up how to do them. Um, mm-hmm. Like it doesn't matter how you gave birth or 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 what sort of other symptoms you might have going on. But those are pretty safe exercises. You can okay. also do them with your baby. You can hold your baby while you do it. it makes it a lot harder,
0: <laughs> but they're they're realistic. Yep, if you're, you know, in the yeah, if your baby's not at nap time or whatever, you can just yep. include them in the workout. Exactly. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure they'd love it because they're
1: right next to mom.
0: Totally.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: I'm a huge
3: proponent of working out with your baby.
1: Yeah. So I just good. started doing some yoga with Joanna.
2: <laughs>
1: so she'll, So I, I have two kids. I have um Joanna, who's two and a half, and then Amelia, who is almost 11 months. And oh um so Joanna's been doing like the downward dog and she's been doing a bridge and she'll do like a crab walk and stuff and she just That's- she mm. loves it. <laughs> That's
3: so funny. I feel like we're in a very similar phase because I also have a two and a half year old and uh uh almost ten month old. Oh, oh maybe he's ten months.
0: I can't believe ten he's ten months, months already. Oh. Crawling all over the place.
1: Wow. Yes. Oh
0: man. And- Amelia
1: Band-Aid
2: out of his mouth this morning.
1: <laughs> oh, geez. <laughs> uh, yeah, Amelia just started taking some steps. So she's like, oh, like three or four steps at a time. Oh, life will never be the same again. No, no. <laughs>
0: so, mm, man. And so, Emily, how do you, well, actually, okay, sorry. I was going to get into a different um life topic. Maybe we should hit on diastasis first, but since we're still in the PT mode and then sure. we'll go. <laughs> <mom-man> mode.
3: <laughs> yes. I think diastasis ha- is like such a buzzword right now. And I think mm-hmm. partially it's because people are more comfortable talking about their stomachs than their vaginas. Mm-hmm. Right. And yeah. Um, yeah, yes. there's, there's, you know, a little bit of vanity involved in the diastasis uh, topic. Mm-hmm. Um, but th- it's also There's some pretty good research out there that's showing, and I guess I should sort of define it too. A diastasis recti is when your abdominal muscles separate, Mm -hmm. and you don't have to be pregnant or postpartum to have it, but it's most common in that population. Um, A lot of women will have an abdominal separation during pregnancy that just sort of fixes itself on its own. Mm -hmm. Um, And oftentimes, it, it might not cause any problems at all, but it can be associated with things like leaking, um, back pain. And certainly if you're not, if you're not managing your intra-abdominal pressure correctly, meaning if you're bearing down or holding your breath, um, just not breathing correctly, not coordinating things right. It can, it can increase pressure through areas that you don't really want it to. Like you'll get some doming or, Mm -hmm. um, and not to say that a little bit of doming is, is bad, it's totally fine. Um, but I think people worry about it more than that they necessarily need to.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: So what we look for as practitioners is how wide is the gap, right? Can I fit two fingers in between, um, sort of the longitudinal separation between your abs, like from your sternum to your belly button and, and down to your pelvis? Um, how many fingers can I fit? You know, and there's people who you might fit like eleven fingers with if their abs are really, really wide. Um, oh my gosh. Yeah, they can really vary. But in and right after birth is when you're gonna see it at its widest. But hmm. but a lot of people get pretty good closure. So what you look for is when you are doing something, picking up your baby, squatting down, carrying groceries, things like that. What type of closure do you get from the gap? And more importantly. In that gap, what does the fascia feel like? What does that tissue connecting those muscles feel like? Can I stick my fingers in between that gap and sink down to your spine? Because that's not great support for your for your system, for your pelvis, for your back. Um, or do I feel pretty good tensile strength? Right? Do you have a wider gap? But when you actually activate, do you get um, pretty good fascial backing or tissue backing? Mm-hmm. Is it tight enough to to create a nice tensile? Sort of load to give you the stability that you need and that's where w- when you're running you if you don't have um a well-managed diastasis you might get a little more low back pain or hip problems that you didn't have before um, mm-hmm. and, and a lot of that's coordination that's that's harder to figure out on your own but it's easy with a little bit of guidance
1: does that answer your question mm-hmm. yeah so is this something, do they check for that at the six week mark or how long, if a person's separation will come back together naturally, how long does um, that normally take? And do they check for that at like the six or eight week postpartum checkup? That's a really good question.
3: I don't even remember if I was checked. I think so. I I don't, I just don't remember. I, I think don't that care some, what was. You don't think you were? Uh-uh. If, if you are checked, I'm sure some practitioners will check, but they're not necessarily, nor is it their job to know how to fix something like that.
2: Yeah.
3: Um, I think more and more they're referring to pelvic floor PT for that. And um, mm-hmm. I've even seen people during pregnancy to help sort of manage it. Um so that you can get on top of it and know what to do postpartum right away, since it's not normal to have a a PT visit. So I think, yes, they are checking it, but you shouldn't rely on that to happen, nor should you expect them to fix it or know how to fix it, right? Their job is to deliver your baby safely and Mm -hmm. do a really good job of that.
2: Mm -hmm.
3: Um, I think we're still working on making sure that if there is a diastasis there, are they checking it correctly and are referring out to PT if they need it? Also at six weeks, your question was, if it's just going to heal on its own at six weeks, it's probably still going to be a wider gap, maybe not good fascial backing, not good control of it. Mm-hmm. They're really still healing. Yeah. Yeah. So that's not even a good timeline to say, okay, is this going to be a problem or not? We just don't know. I would say a year, a year out is when, okay. is when you should expect to stop seeing big changes in it,
0: which is crazy. <laughs> that is a year. I know. Well, I mean, we were even talking, Steph and I were talking about how just postpartum in general lasts way longer. I mean, everything related to postpartum lasts a lot longer than six weeks or 12 weeks. When you feel cleared to exercise or go back to work, people just kind of assume that you're fine. And you know, your, your mental and emotional state is still weird and haywire. You're You're just still your body's still recovering so much and it's invisible. Yeah. I appreciate that you say a year because that just probably I don't know, it makes me feel a little bit more at peace. Just like that knowing the recovery can take a while. That's okay. There's Mm
2: -hmm. you
0: know, be easy on yourself, (laughs) you
2: know. Yes. For sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. Well, um, Okay,
1: so we covered- Did did you have anything that you wanted to, (laughs) did you mention that you wanted to talk about something with pain?
0: Me? No, Nikki. Oh, Nikki. Oh, me? Yeah. Um, Oh, well, no, that is interesting. Thank you for reminding me stuff. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Because I do tend to have a lot of back pain and I definitely still feel like, I have diastasis mm-hmm. and I mean, I, there is a gap. It's not. And I remember actually you, Emily felt my stomach and you, I remember you saying that the walls felt strong. Yeah. I think it <laughs> felt pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so, and that made me feel a lot better, but that is just interesting that that can be related to back pain or even like pelvic floor weakness can be related to the back pain. I think is so. that. What you said? Yeah, it's like when are you feeling it? Is it
3: do you get back pain when you've been carrying around your kids, or is it like after you've run for 15 miles?
0: Well <laughs> <or both. definitely laughs> not with running. Um, but kind of all the time. I mean, it's like ever since Bellin, my youngest, who's almost two, like she I my left low back is just always like a little bit locked up. And it's not it doesn't stop me from doing anything. But I just notice it fairly constantly. <laughs> Probably <Yeah>. not good. <laughs> I think that that's so common,
3: and I'm so glad that you brought that up because that might be ignored by so many people. Mm-hmm. I ignore it. Yeah. So. And it might just be a little bit of strength and coordination. Mm-hmm. And you're an ultra runner, so the amount of endurance that you need is tremendously higher than someone who you know, run six miles at most.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's another question I was going to ask is returning to running and, um, just being a postpartum runner. Is that different? Does the plan, the action look different for like trail and ultra runners versus road runners or people running shorter distances? Like how do you kind of approach the return to running as a trail runner? That makes sense. I mean, them.
3: the it doesn't really, it, the plan isn't so different necessarily, right? You're mm-hmm. say your three months was part and you've been doing everything. You've asked yourself these questions and you're, you're passing the tests that say, okay, you're ready to return to run. Um, mm-hmm. I recommend that everybody starts with a, a walk run protocol. Mm-hmm. I've created one that, um, you know, there aren't any like scientifically based one, but I have one for postpartum women that I give everybody and it's a little bit of walking and a little bit of and then a little bit of running and it's progressive so for an ultra runner it's just going to be more progressive right you know your body's going to adapt to the load that you put on it and Mm -hmm. the what you need to be able to run 50 miles is different than what you need to be able to run 20 miles or 10 miles or three miles so it's I would say just to expect it to take longer, mm-hmm. especially if you're inside that first year post-op mm-hmm. or post postpartum.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, the good news is trail running is actually better for you than if you were to be out on the road in terms of, um, varying the stress on your body, right? Mm-hmm. If you're on the road, every single step is the same. So your tissues are going to be stressed the exact same way every step that you take. Whereas if you're on mm-hmm. a trail, first of all, it slows you down a little bit, but because of the varying terrain, it's actually really good for your body, um, and and you accumulate stress a little bit differently. So your tissues mm-hmm. are less likely to get damaged. You're mm-hmm. more likely to sprain an ankle or fall on your face, right. but <laughs> that's not as much of an overuse injury.
2: The mm-hmm. other
3: um recommendation and there isn't good data on this, but for people who are returning to run, it's better to sort of progress distance wise versus intensity and speed. And I think mm-hmm. you both said when you work harder and you run faster, that's when you mm-hmm. notice that your pelvic floor endurance and strength mm-hmm. isn't at, you know, where it should be for that. So mm-hmm. if you give yourself a little bit more time to run fast, to run intensely, um than, than you would running longer distances, um, you'll be more successful. So, if you're an ultra runner and a trail runner, it, yeah, that's probably better. It's right good. Now, right yeah. <laughs> the only challenge is that you can't push a stroller on most trails. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Um, and how well, you run too can make a difference. So do you recommend getting your gait or gait analysis?
3: That's a good question. If you are not injured and you are happy with your performance, not necessarily. If you want to be more efficient or you have an injury that seems to be, you know, not necessarily related to a training error, then absolutely. Um, as a PT, I think they are so much fun to do. Um, but there are certain things that you can keep in mind. Without even having a gait analysis, and and there's a lot of really good research out there about how to run well. Um, I know Foot Zone and Bend does a really good um, like running form clinic
2: mm-hmm. that I would
3: highly recommend anybody go to. But <laughs> there isn't really there isn't any good research on running with a stroller. But I will say that you can extrapolate all of the the running form research and just apply it to running with a stroller, and so. You can think about a couple of things like um, not reaching forward when you hit the ground. You know, you don't need to reach forward with your heel and hit the ground really hard out in front. You should try to land below, below your center of mass, below your center of gravity. Um, run lightly with a high cadence somewhere between 170 and 190, and then lean forward from your ankles. Those are kind of the three big things that I teach people the most. And Mm -hmm. you can apply that to running with a stroller or running without a stroller.
1: Okay. And then before we kind of transition into like being a mom who runs, um, Mm -hmm. I was going to ask you, do you know how people who don't have, don't know another physical therapist that works on pelvic floor, how they find a physical therapist that kind of specializes in this kind of thing? Do you have any idea how that? Like if you wanted to find a pelvic floor physical therapist, how you would look for them? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, think, I, yeah. I live in like the country and the smallest the town closest in to Minnesota. Me. I do. Well, I live in Minnesota. Oh, you live in Minnesota. I do. <laughs> how did you know that? Yeah. I just <laughs> in no. <laughs> <laughs> no. So I live in the country in Minnesota, and the town closest to me has about thirteen thousand people, and and actually that's not even the closest town. The closest town is like 400 people, but mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. a bigger town. Um, and so I don't know where I would go about trying to find something like that. That's a really good
3: question and I think a a good local resource would be asking your OBGYN if they know anybody. Okay. Um and then online um there's a database that you can join if you're in the women's health field and you can put your specialty there, whether you're a, a trainer or a, or a PT or a MD um, and gosh, what's the full name of it? It's through the Pelvic Guru and it is called GFAM is the <laughs> <I don't> know, <laughs> Global public Health Awareness something, I think. Um, I will look it up and let you know. Okay, link to that. Yeah, we'll put it yes, in the show notes. Link to that. Um, so that's a good database that's global. So mm-hmm. there's efforts to try to put this in place for people. Um, there, The woman who I've learned a lot from, her name is Julie Weeb, And she does a lot of like online tutorials. And you can do telemedicine with her. And mm-hmm. so I think that's, that's sort of our future is, you know, finding people that can help you online so you don't have to necessarily leave your house or maybe you do it once so that you can have a you know one hands-on session just to make sure you're doing things correctly and then progress you from there
2: Mm
0: -hmm.
3: so it's in the works Mm -hmm. (laughs)
0: it's growing yeah yeah good um yeah okay so (laughs) let's go to mom running um how do you do it Emily how do you be a mom and a run coach and a PT and balance running and getting it in with kids. I would say I don't
3: excel at anything.
2: <laughs> I don't. <laughs> that That is false. That's yeah. false. And I'm really tired
3: all the time.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, and I'm
3: sure you can both relate to that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, I would say sleep is like the fundamental success factor, which mm-hmm. for me is very much sought after and rarely consistent.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, I've had with my son, both kids are in daycare, they get sick all the time and and moms that I've looked up to have successfully exercised because they get up in the morning and go for a run by themselves early but you can't do that if you're not getting enough sleep, right? Mm-hmm. If you're not sleeping, no. if you're not getting enough sleep, your body's not going to be healing well enough. Mm-mm. So you're not going to have the motivation or desire to do anything yeah, at all.
0: Yeah. So oh that's yeah.
3: It's been a huge challenge
0: for sure. Yeah. It's like, uh, if I'm tired, I'll sit on the couch and I'll watch them running around yelling mm-hmm. and I can't, I, I don't even have the strength to stand up. I'm like, <laughs> I just, no. I can't even get off this couch right now. Yep. Let alone run. So. Just more coffee. Yes. Yeah. 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 And it's probably cold. <laughs> it's probably in the microwave where you yeah. left it yeah. four yeah. times yeah. ago. Exactly. Yeah. You have to reheat it for the 10th time. Yeah. It's a your so, scene. Yeah. For, but so when, oh, sorry, Steph, so, go No, ahead. I was just
1: going to interject. You said your kids are sick a lot. I make my own elderberry syrup. I don't know if you, hmm know anything about that or if you make it or if it's probably a hoax. I don't know. But since we've started using it, our girls have gotten sick a lot less.
0: Oh, that's, that's good to know. Yeah. I, I, I know buy that from a mom friend. Yeah. Yes, I I buy it too from the same mom friend. <laughs> <laughs> I'll make it here in town and nice. it's delicious. It is good. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I would try anything. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, you can just buy dry, dried elderberries on Amazon. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's I can. Well, yeah. I'll link the rest of you down below. Cool. Yeah, oh, good. good. idea. Um. So when when do you typically find that you squeeze runs in during the week? I mean,
3: well, when, is it
0: usually with the stroller? Yes. Hmm. Um. I try
3: to get away by myself once on the weekend. Um, which is nice. My husband watches kids. Mm-hmm. When I just had Stella was when I just had my oldest daughter. I just had one kid. We lived in the city and she was not the best napper. And so mm-hmm. I would try to time my runs with her nap. And mm-hmm. thankfully she actually naps better in the stroller and maybe that's because I taught her how to do it. But mm-hmm. um, that was a really successful way for me to get my run in, but also get her to nap. Mm-hmm. Now now I would say it's more challenging um with two because they nap at different times and Mm -hmm. I just if my toddler's awake I want her getting her energy out so sitting in a stroller like isn't um always the best idea but there's sort of two ways that I do it now and one is I'll run to a park I'll put them both in the stroller and we'll run to the park and one will nap my little one will nap and then my my other one will play at the park and then we run home so it's not like great workout, but it's good, you know, a great return to run. Mm
2: -hmm.
3: Um, And it's and it's consistent. Mm
2: -hmm. And then
3: the other way is during nap time. So I I ran a marathon back in February and was trying Mm -hmm. to increase my long runs. And that is really hard when you have two little kids just to find the time for it. So I would typically go on a Monday and I would put them in the stroller and I would go during nap time. So they would both sleep. And sometimes they would wake up during the run, but most of the time that was pretty successful for me. You just then give up, you know, you sacrifice anything that you could have been doing while they napped, mm-hmm. if mm-hmm. that makes
0: sense, right? Oh, oh, yeah. Dinner
3: prep and cleaning and,
0: you Resting.
1: know,
3: and work stuff. Resting. <laughs> oh, yeah. That, that is gone. Yeah. Yep. yeah.
1: It's, no it's hard when nap time is so precious. You're like, I only get like an hour and a half to two hours. And mm-hmm. great, right, but yeah. no shower.
2: Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. yeah. 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 So that sort of worked for me. Running with other mom friends. Like I love running with Nikki. And then our mm-hmm. kids can
0: play afterwards. Oh. Yeah. We do have an awesome run group here in Bench. Um, I call it my stroller gang, but <laughs> we meet um downtown and we all run together with the strollers and then we end at a coffee shop that has a huge fenced in grass area and the kids get to run around while we drink coffee which we have missed Emily at recently because mm-hmm. she started your PT job and you work on Thursdays but it's devastating to miss. Yeah. Yes, I know. We miss yeah. you.
1: Well, yeah. That sounds like I the best it. thing. I would love doing that. I don't this have I really have fun. I have um one friend that's around me and she Runs. She just had a baby in November, and so we're just still, you know, he's still really little. Um, but we had run together. Uh, I don't know. One time after our, both of our first kids were born, and it was like this is just the best. And we were just on a country road, and we had the kids. They're both, you know, packed in because it was cold out, and they were sleeping. And I just I miss being able to run with other moms and other people, and
2: mm-hmm. that kind of stuff.
1: I
3: what think do that's you? A really good point is like yeah. to find your tribe to yes. to mm-hmm. be with
2: other moms
1: because then you can talk about being a mom, which is yeah. so important.
2: It is, mm-hmm.
1: yeah. Mm-hmm. What double stroller do you have? I'm always interested to know
3: oh, what people yeah. have. I have a Bob,
2: of course. It. Yeah, but I also
3: sure. I also have the Tule Chariot because we love to cross country ski, and uh-huh. so we we bought kind of an old cranky used one, but those are really really nice. right. Nice.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. You know, what would be some tips that you'd have for having a successful stroller run besides, like, if it's not nap time, you know, like if they might be awake, what do you, what kind of things do you like bring snacks to you? Um, I know you have some creative ideas because I've seen you do it. So <laughs> we
3: snacks for sure. Um, we have a baby shark. Book that has buttons that sing songs. So, as long as nobody else finds listening to it um, and sharing, that has worked really well. We listen to music and sometimes it's blasting from my phone and it's usually frozen or now it's frozen too. <laughs> yes. um, but we also bought headphones for Stella recently so she can listen to them. But of course, they don't, they're kids' headphones and they don't work on my phone adapter. And yeah. I can't keep track of the adapter itself because I'm a All mom right. and I'm so tired. So yeah, music, that's been probably the best for us and snacks.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: That's what I was hinting at because I thought that was so brilliant. Um, I've never done music while stroller running, but you did that one time, uh, Baby Shark. And gotcha. yeah, it was great. Yeah, yeah. so awesome. Um, I also have a dog. friend. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I have a friend that um, she'll... To get her runs in lately, she's been doing picnic runs. So it's like she'll pack up lunch for Mm -hmm. her kids, and they'll sit in the stroller and eat while she gets her, you know, 30 to 40 minute run in. And that's that's kind of brilliant. I have never thought of that.
3: Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's a really good idea.
0: Yeah,
1: but I know we were just talking with um, another person last week. And her kids are all older and she could leave her kids at the house. And I'm like, it will be so interesting to be able to leave our kids at our house to go run. <laughs> we don't have to do it during nap time and we don't have to do it, you know, bedtime or in the early morning. Um, I was going to ask if your husband runs. Sometime.
3: <laughs> yes. I would say he's a very natural runner. He's a good athlete. and and now being parents of two, he runs less than you probably would like to. But he he does love to run, and he loves to trail run, and we love running together. But we rarely get to do it unless it's with yeah. it's a stroller. But yeah, it's something we love to do together. Oh, that's so mm-hmm. nice.
0: Absolutely. Yeah how how does he support you in Supposed. your all your busyness? Because you do a lot of things. Does what what is his role in this? He is sort
3: of spontaneously flexible for me which is so nice um Mm -hmm. he works from home which gives me the freedom sometimes to take my littlest one out on a run while my toddler naps Mm -hmm. um and then and then on the weekends let me get out for a solo run and then like yesterday we had been home all weekend and then we've Mm -hmm. just been quarantined since friday and he has a busy Mm -hmm. job so he's working he works really hard all the time and mm-hmm. yesterday, I was just like, going to pull my hair out. It's like, I'm, I'm going for a run right now, and mm-hmm. he was able to
0: support me doing that, which was really nice. That's so that nice. is so good. Yeah, so just give and take. Yeah. Sometimes they see it in our eyes. They're, like, you know, we're gonna combust. We're yeah. going head <laughs> in the headlights. Like, can't do this yeah. life now. I need mean, yep. <laughs> I'm gonna explode.
2: Yeah, pretty
0: much. Yeah. <laughs> You're awesome, Emily. You You're awesome. are. I
3: I I really feel like I just drop the ball all the time on most things.
1: Oh my gosh, gosh. So you, it's, I know you,
3: you do a little, a little bit of a lot of different things. Yeah, but nothing really well, but but good enough.
0: Yeah. It's and the season, you know. Yeah. It's and yeah, we're doing the best we can, and that's the point. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. Still
1: getting out. I think so. most moms feel like that. I've told my husband a couple times, I'm just failing at everything, or it's like a D minus.
2: Yes, like I'm just like
1: nothing yes. is like to the level I want things to be yeah. at. But
2: mm-hmm. it's just I think we all it. feel that
3: same way. Yeah. Which is why mm-hmm. it's nice to run with other
1: moms. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, well, thank you so much. This was yeah, amazing cool. content. I mean, it was just it okay. was so interesting to learn about what things we can do and you know, waiting three to six months to actually run that. That need to listen to that if we have a third kid, mm-hmm.
3: so
0: yeah. oh, <laughs> and just being more goodness. in tune with your body. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: I think that's the biggest thing, and just knowing that strengthening needs to be a huge part of it and can make mm-hmm. a huge difference. Yeah. Mm-hmm. even now, and that it's never too late to treat your pelvic floor, yeah. or or so if you're you know post cesarean, right? Like mm-hmm. you might be fifteen years or twenty years postpartum and still have issues
0: go yeah you totally defend. yeah there's still hope which is there's good. still hope yeah yes. yeah so we want to ask yeah we want to <laughs> ask you two last quick questions oh yeah okay <laughs> um so the first one is what is your favorite race you've ever done
3: it's got to be the boston marathon
0: mm. yes right yeah. like there's there's just no comparison mhm mm-hmm. just the energy what do you like about it yeah, the energy,
3: <laughs> both as a as yeah. a as a as somebody who's watching the race, as somebody who's doing the race. Um, I ran it pregnant, four and a half months pregnant was oh the last goodness. time, and being able to do that without having any sort of time goal and just being mm-hmm. able to enjoy the crowds was incredible. They just I carry you out, like yeah, running through Framingham, hearing the entire everybody is just singing "Sweet Caroline" for like half a mile straight it was incredible. There's wow. Nothing like that.
0: Oh, that's so cool. I want to make it there someday. You will, for sure. Yeah. We, yeah. Chase and I, mm-hmm. we did some marathons. We could have gone to Boston, but it was, um, like, Chase was in law school, and mm-hmm. I, like, I think I was in school, too, at that point. So, it's, like, the trip would have been really short, and we would have wanted mm-hmm. to stay there to take Longer. it in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Enjoy Boston. But, yeah. we'll We'll do it someday. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah for sure. It's
3: easier when you live there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I go. bet. Like I yeah. walked, I crossed the finish line and walked home. That's, that oh, is so cool. That is yeah. so cool. Hobbled.
0: Mm-hmm. I hobbled. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I would like to point out really quick for our listeners that Emily, you, you just ran, um, the Phoenix marathon in yeah. February. Is that right? Yep. And you went into it very unsure of your ability to, you know, survive it, do it. <laughs> (laughs) And, and you had, I I think you had been like single parenting a bunch before that your kids had been sick. You had been sick, I think. Yep. And yet, and so (laughs) you're like, I'm not sure I can do it. And then yet you went and you qualified for Boston and like, that's hard to do. It's hard to qualify for Boston, even if you are prepared. Yeah. So so I just like to point that out to everybody. Um, (laughs) definitely not failing.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I'm not failing.
0: (laughs) That's really nice of you to say.
3: I have, I'm not one to, like, not prepare for a race, mm-hmm. but there were so many encouraging words. Uh, actually, just from Instagram that I was like, okay, well, I'll just give it a go. Yeah. And the race is, like, 2,000 feet of elevation loss. So you just run yes. downhill the whole time. So it's, it's, it's a very different marathon than pretty much any run I've ever done. And I had a blast. It was
0: really fun. Good. Good good for you. Okay, last question. What is one of your favorite go-to healthy easy meals for busy moms or for your family?
3: Yeah. We I love to cook and I really love to I'm trying to meal prep more. Mm-hmm. Um our current go-to is sourdough bread with like soup or some or like oh, a yeah. or grilled steak or salmon, but I recently started making sourdough bread. And it is so fun and it's so Mm -hmm. easy. And then you have fresh bread and you can make it in the morning or you can make it in the evening. And I mix it all together with my daughter, Stella, who loves to like pour in the flour and then mix everything up and make a big mess. And Mm -hmm. so that is maybe not necessarily a full meal, but definitely a regular staple in our house. And especially right now when we're homebound, it gives us something to do. Mm-hmm. and you don't really need much you need like salt flour and water so I don't I don't mm-hmm. have any bread like frozen in our freezers anywhere we're just making Sweet. it every day awesome. and
0: do you cook it. do you like bake it in a dutch oven in the yeah. oven okay exactly yep yeah cool you don't need like a fancy bread machine
3: <laughs> no you just need like a bowl and a wooden spoon and
0: that's awesome I need to come get some starter
3: I'll give you For some them. yeah, yeah that would be awesome if have coronavirus they can give it to you Yay! <laughs> That's a positive thing. Yeah. yeah, I can leave the house a little bit now. <laughs> yeah. Oh man.
0: Um, okay. Well, thank you so much, Emily. Yeah. Thank, thank
3: you, you, guys. You. This has been really fun, and I've been so excited for it, and just really honored that you asked me to do it. So, so thank oh, you.
1: yes yeah, we, we're very lucky that you agreed to talk. Mm-hmm. About it. Mm-hmm.
0: Totally. <laughs> okay. okay. Well, we will. Talk to you soon. <laughs> and <laughs> sounds good. All right. Bye. Stay healthy. Bye. Yeah. Yes, you too. Bye.
1: Bye. <sighs> Great. Okay. That was an amazing episode. hmm Yes.
0: That was awesome. I, I love Emily's she just has a really kind, peaceful, really thoughtful presence about her. And yeah. energy about her that I've always really admired because I tend to be more spazzy <laughs> uh, kind of all over the place. Woo yeah, and I just I love having her as a friend and having her on this podcast because yeah. I think she shared some really good information. she did, I know well, and even
1: just saying like having someone else validate
0: mm-hmm. that it takes I
1: mean a minimum of a year basically to mm-hmm. even start to recover from childbirth Mm -hmm. because I know like your doctor gives an all clear at six weeks or eight weeks depending on if you have a c-section or not but at the same time I'm like (laughs) I don't feel like myself and I feel Mm -hmm. bad and and it was nice talking about how um leakage isn't normal and Mm -hmm. there are a lot of things that we can do to help with that like we don't have to be stuck with it
0: for the rest of our lives just because we Mm -hmm. have it. It's common, but it's not normal.
1: Yes, and life can be better than yes. that. Yeah, mm-hmm. so we can mm-hmm. still jump on trampolines.
0: Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. That sounds sketch to me right now, but yes.
2: <laughs>
0: In a, an ideal world, we should be able to do that. <laughs> yeah, I
2: know. Yeah,
1: but um, but it was it was really good information. And I'm so happy that we were able to have her on.
0: Mm-hmm. Me too. And so if you enjoyed this episode, you can subscribe to this podcast and leave reviews and likes. They really help us out. Mm-hmm. And we also you can subscribe to Tree Line Journal's newsletter where information about the podcast will be sent out um whenever we have it, probably once a week. And so that's found on treelinejournal.com. And let's see. And then so we are going to be linking things in the show notes. And if there's products that we mention, you can find those links in our show note. And if you buy the link, buy the product through our links, then we get a, a small percentage of the profit um, at no additional cost to you. So if you were like, oh well, I needed that anyway, then if you go through that link then it'll help yep. us out and yeah. you won't even know really that you're helping us out. <laughs> <So> <laughs> help us produce this podcast. Yes, exactly. Keep this up. Whoa. Yeah. During this crazy economic time. I know. <laughs> so. Oh my mm-hmm.
1: gosh.
0: Yeah. yeah. But we're going to And be then we,
1: we we will be fine. Mm-hmm. We'll persevere. We are mm-hmm. strong mamas.
2: Mm-hmm. So um, yeah.
1: if you want to email us questions or if you just want to, Let us know what your thoughts are on the podcast. You can email us at runhardmomhard at gmail.com. And if you have some questions, we're going to try and answer them on future podcasts. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. We'd
0: love to hear from you. Yeah, we would. All right. Okay. Well, we'll uh, talk to you next time. Yeah. Run hard. Mom hard. Take all of your health. That even happened. I don't know, Emily. No, (laughs) no, I'm gonna keep the whole long thing. Emily, are you still there? Hey, everybody. Uh, oh gosh,
1: no, yeah, it was super cheap, and my husband can do just about everything, so it's nice. That
0: is really nice. Chase is not like that. (laughs) Sorry, Chase, but is she nice? good uh voices and personality on oh, here sound like ooh. so that's good you can see <laughs> each other say funny things sometimes we do. i know <laughs> that'll be
1: on the bloopers
2: it's good Bye. stuff Bye.